You're listening to episode 29 of The Simple Business Show. The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Just quickly interrupting the show to let you know about the freebie that comes with this episode. If you know you need to organize your service-based business, but you think you don't have time and you don't even know where to start, don't worry, I've got you. I created a free roadmap called the Roadmap to Organize Your Business, and it maps out the exact 10 areas of your biz that you need to organize ASAP. Step one is an area most solopreneurs overlook, but organize this and you'll not only achieve peace of mind, you'll most likely make more income. To download your free roadmap, go to nishawoolery.com slash roadmap. Today, I'm here to talk to one of my students, Lindsay Page, who is a virtual assistant coach who helps women launch their very own home-based VA business in her six-week group coaching program, VA Career Kickstarter. As a single mom in Kelowna, Canada, She is motivated to be successful while balancing work and life through a sustainable business model. So today we're going to chat all about building a sustainable and simple business by diversifying your income, creating scalable services and products and outsourcing to a VA. So let's jump in. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Hi, Nisha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself for everyone who doesn't know who you are. Sure. Um, Okay. So I'm Lindsay. I am a virtual assistant coach here in Kelowna, BC, Canada, beautiful Okanagan Valley. (laughs) And I'm a single mom. So I have one daughter. Her name is Zara. She's eight years old, sassy little eight-year-old. Hi, Zaza. (laughs) She's probably, I'm going to make her listen to this later. So I better say hi to her. (laughs) Yeah. And I teach virtual assistants how to launch their own business from home, like you said. And I also support them in their personal and professional growth through a couple of memberships. So I'll talk about those, I think, a little bit later on. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So if I am correct, you this isn't your first business, right? Did you have one before this? Yes, I did. I Well, I had a bunch of little businesses. When I was in Toronto, I actually owned a business where we imported specialty candies. <laughs> I was known as the candy lady in <laughs> Toronto. So I learned a lot about business <laughs> nice. then. Yeah. And then I moved to BC, back where I'm from, separated from my husband, and I really had no plan at all. And mm-hmm. the two words that came up when I, in my search for home-based business was virtual assistance. And that literally changed my life. So that's kind of where it all began. And um, yeah, and since then, I've just been kind of changing it and pivoting and growing ever since then. So that was about three years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did you like start your VA business and then relaunch at some point? Yeah, I did. I, um, 
I actually went back to a full-time job about hmm, almost two years ago now or a year and a half ago, I guess. You know, I just kind of was at the point where I felt like my business wasn't really working. I was just working so, so hard (laughs) and uh, wasn't really growing like financially, like the way I wanted to. And then one of my clients offered me a job. So I went, I took that job in the corporate world and I just wanted to kind of see like, is this what I want to do or what do I want to do? Right. About 10 months in, I was like, nope, this is not what I want to do. So I, (laughs) so I went back to freelancing this time. I kind of uh, pitch myself to higher ticket clients and bigger contracts, <laughs> bigger rates. And yeah, relaunched my business in July of this of uh, 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I thought that you had relaunched at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't quite sure why, but yeah, that yeah. totally makes sense. I feel like quite a lot of people get sometimes do get to that point where they're like, oh, this is just way too much mm-hmm. and I'm working way too hard and it would be so much easier to just go and find a day job. Yeah, yeah. And like, I totally respect if people do decide to do that because sometimes that is the best thing for you at that time. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just kind of explore it. And, you know, I think stability is a big thing, especially as a single mom. Mm-hmm. That's like what I'm really searching for. Yes, I'm searching for work-life balance, but I'm also searching for stability. And sometimes yeah. you think that, the corporate nine to five job is like a stable, you know, way to live. And really, it didn't really feel that way, to be honest. Um, yeah. It felt really unstable. <laughs> There's lots of like political drama within the company. You know, it didn't feel like I had any control over my income. Like I couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to launch this new product and make more money. Like I was kind of stuck just making mm-hmm. the amount of money that, you know, the wage that they give you. Yeah. So I think my search was was looking for stability and then realizing that it wasn't there in that corporate job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what would you say is different now to your business compared to what it was like Mm. before you relaunched and before you found the day job? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things are different. So I, I added some additional income streams. (laughs) So that was a big thing. And I knew as soon as I started doing it again, you know, in July that I wanted to add these other, like um, a membership platform and some courses to kind of create not necessarily passive income, but just, you know, an additional stream of income that I could control a little bit better. And mm-hmm. also right from the start, I decided to outsource, like I subcontracted out services right from the start. Like I decided to invest in my business right from the beginning because I know that like, I know myself and I know I get burnt out. I know I have my, my good days and my bad days and I knew I needed support. So that was something that was the biggest thing that I did in my second round of relaunching my business. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) let's talk about diversifying your income Mm -hmm. to create a more stable business. So, Mm -hmm. um, so why did you decide to diversify first of all, and how do you do that? Well, I decided to diversify because I had a couple of clients and one of them was a particularly big client. Okay. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. all my eggs are in this client basket. And that makes me really nervous. Like that doesn't feel stable to me. Right. They could just decide. Yeah in you know the next month that they want to go a different direction or they want to hire in-house. So I need to kind of um, think about what my business will look like moving forward. And for me, for that healthy work-life balance, that didn't mean adding more clients because there's only so much time I have in a day. It meant creating a product yeah. that was scalable, you know, and share kind of um, the knowledge that I had learned to over the last few years. So that's why I decided um, to first launch a membership 
I love the idea of having reoccurring income every month <laughs> because yeah. the way memberships work, if you know anyone's not familiar, is that you get students to sign up and they pay a monthly fee to be part of the membership. And then every month you create new content for them, right? So, and you're creating a community as well. So they're paying to be part of that community where they're learning and they're networking with their peers as well. And then um, from there, I also decided to launch a course. So a six-week program where I teach women how to become VAs. And, you know, once I got that done, so once I did the course material, it was really about just relaunching it and then supporting students for each six weeks, right? I don't have to create the content over and Mm -hmm. over again. So to me, it just felt very just smart to do it that way, to always create something that, um, you know, money was coming in from different areas at different times. You know, so then if my client decides to go, then I am good, right? I have a backup plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense, especially if you are client-based, which I know a lot mm-hmm. of my listeners are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be really smart to create something like a product, so a membership or a course. I've done both and I personally prefer courses because I feel like they are like less ongoing work than a membership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just if you can create something, even if it's just like a $97 workshop mm-hmm. that you can put for sale on your website and like create a little funnel for it, yeah. it will just bring in a continuous stream of income that's just a little bit more, you know, reliable and stable than client work. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, you know, um, I don't know if you're going to ask this later, but the idea came because people were asking me, you know, how did you become a VA? Mm-hmm. How did you do this? How do you do this? And I was like, well, I should just build a course for this because people keep asking yeah. me. So I kind of was able to validate my idea just by having conversations with, you know, people on Instagram. So, so it was an easy choice to make. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you, um, you created something or you validated the idea of your, your product just by talking to people on Instagram. Cause mm-hmm. I think that like, sometimes people will say to me, oh, you know, I don't have a big enough o- audience to survey them and figure out mm-hmm. what it is that they want from me. But if you have like even a hundred followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. you could literally just like create a survey in your Instagram stories, or you could just reach out to a few of them in their DMs and just have a conversation there. And that can help to validate your idea for a product so much more Absolutely. than if you were to just go ahead with an idea without actually asking around if people are interested. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That was definitely a huge thing because I actually didn't plan on doing the VA training thing until I started getting so much response when I would share information about it. So um, that was really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. And you're, you mentioned that you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have like a really sustainable, scalable and simple business is really important to you. So mm-hmm. tell me how you've balanced single motherhood with business. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, what, what have been the highs and the lows? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's definitely a lot more pressure because it's really just me, mm-hmm. myself and I, right? The only person I have to fall back on is me. So I don't have, yeah. you know, I, I can't afford to make the same mistakes maybe that other people can who have, um, you know, maybe come from dual income homes, but the highs and the lows. <laughs> so the highs, I guess, <laughs> you know, is just like when I do have a win, when I have a great launch, when something happens, I celebrate it with my daughter. I actually have a hard time talking about this because I get really emotional thinking about um, yeah. how much 
like my dreams have become her dreams too. Like we're really building this business together. You know, I know she Mm -hmm. makes sacrifices for me so that I can get things done in time, you know, around, especially around launch time when I'm working through a weekend or something, Yeah, you know, she's willing to sacrifice that for the both of us. Right. And in return, I try and share those rewards with her too. So when we have a great launch, you know, I take her to her favorite little store. She loves Hot Topic. It's just in Canada. She likes these little anime characters and we go on a little mini shopping spree in Hot Topic. And that's like the best thing ever, you know? (laughs) And then one of the dreams I've told you about before is that I would love to spend a summer in the south of France with her. I just want that to be something that she's like, oh, I lived in France before and I learned some French and we ate a lot of baguette and cheese. And um, (laughs) so I've, I've kind of built that dream like it's something that I remind her of all the time and she literally thinks she's French now (laughs) like we had cultural day the other day and she dressed up like a French girl which was so cute and um, I mean we do have a little bit of French background but not that much like she's half Indian so (laughs) she thinks she would go as an Indian (laughs) you know she's these dreams that I've built for myself have become her dreams as well so I think that's really important that we're just both on the same page on what we want and like why we're doing it and what drives us and that we're working towards those goals together. Yeah, I love that she that you've um, made sure that she understands mm-hmm. that sometimes, particularly in like launch seasons, yeah. that you're going to be a bit busier than other times. Because mm-hmm. I think it is, if you do have kids, I think it is really important to talk to them about yeah. your business and like, and also they learn so much from observing their parents. Mm-hmm. That it would just, it just seems crazy to me to not ever talk about it with them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I mean, I I could talk about this on a whole other show about the, you know, (laughs) parenting as like, you know, a business owner, but yeah, involving your kids, because I think that's, you know, also showing them like what a strong woman you are doing your thing, like being a boss and doing your work and running your empire. You know, it's a pretty cool thing to show my daughter. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, how do you make sure that you make time to spend with your daughter um, and also balance yeah, that with the business? Yeah, so my business is, I mean, she's in school, right? So she's in school from about 8.30 to 2 o'clock. So most of my work is done during that time. Occasionally, I do a little bit of work after school. She's having her snack and playing on her iPad for a bit. Um, <laughs> on the weekends, I try and take off, like I said, unless it's like something crazy is happening. Um, and then I, you know, I've already planned out my breaks throughout the year. So they kind of coordinate with her breaks. So, um, spring break, we always go to Toronto and during the summer, I already have like my weeks planned out where I'm going to take time off so I could spend them with her. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, you know, it's like, she sees me working sometimes and that's okay. But, you know, I definitely just make time with her. I make like appointments with her almost like, just like I would with a meeting. Like, I'm like, okay, like Sunday afternoon is Zara and Mama Day. Uh, What do you want to do? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Cause I always say that, like, if, like, sometimes people will say to me, I don't have time because I'm so busy with running a business. I don't have time for X, Y, Z, like, whatever mm-hmm. is important to them in their life. It yes. could be like just something like a hobby that they've really enjoyed over the years, but now they just don't have time for it. Or it could be like family time mm-hmm. and they just really struggle to make time for it. But I truly believe that if you say that you don't have time for something, it's literally just because you're scheduling wrong. Mm -hmm. Because if you really prioritize something or someone in your life, then to make, like to have time for them, you make time for them. Mm -hmm. So it's really important, like you just said, Mm -hmm. you know, make Sunday afternoons, the afternoon that you spend with your kid, like really go into your calendar and schedule that Mm -hmm. time in 
or even if you don't have kids, like I don't have kids, but I, I schedule in things like my hobbies and time for volunteer work Mm -hmm. and stuff like this. If it's a priority to you, make sure that you add it to your calendar, because if it doesn't get added to the calendar or doesn't become a part of your regular weekly routine, it usually doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's when people start to, you know, say to themselves, oh, I don't, have time for X, Y, Z and, yes. you know, yes, well, start to get a bit more negative about it. Yeah. And I actually, I always say to my students, I say, I don't use time as an excuse mm-hmm. ever. You know, it's about prioritizing. So it's about deciding what is important yeah. to you. And like, you know, if you're making priorities like in your business, um, you know, what helps move your business forward? What helps you get to your goals, right? So you have to be able to answer that question. And if your priority is like, you know, a lot of virtual assistants, for example, start the virtual assistant business mm-hmm. because they want to spend time at home. Like they're, they're already stay at home moms and maybe they want to, so they have that responsibility first and then they want to create some income from home. So they're always like, well, how do I juggle it all? How do I, you know, you know, prioritize it or how do I, um, you know, choose how to spend my time when I have my kids here, like all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's about prioritizing, you know, like, so sometimes it's okay for your kid to be on, on their iPad for a bit while you're doing a little bit of work, you know, just responding to a couple emails so you don't fall behind yeah. or you, like you said, schedule in that time, like, okay, from 10 a.m. to noon is playtime with my daughter. When she goes down for a nap, that's when I get my work in. So it's, yeah, it's about prioritizing and then being able to say no to some things that don't fit in with those priorities. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like I could talk about that. I know. Forever. <laughs> that's another show. <laughs> Just the topic of prioritizing. Yes, yes. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by my premium course, Organize and Automate. Working for yourself can be stressful. Your clients are late providing you with the assets you need to start their project. Your projects finish, but your clients are still emailing you with millions of questions. And getting them to pay you on time is like tearing yourself away from a four-hour binge session of This Is Us. Not going to happen. That show is awesome. If that sounds like you, don't worry. I've got you. Head to organizeandautomate.com slash podcast and join today to organize your entire freelance business in just two weeks on the side of your regular routine. So you can finally put an end to these client issues and stop stressing out. And also like, I love that you said about, you know, saying yes to certain things and saying no to things that don't Mm -hmm. really get your business anywhere. Because I do find that most of the time, if like, if all of us just for a week tracked the time that we spend in our business, like what we spend that time on. Most solopreneurs would find that half of that time that they spend in their business is on tasks that Mm -hmm. don't actually move the needle in their Mm -hmm. business and don't actually add to their income or grow their business in some way. They're just spending their time on busybody tasks, Mm -hmm. like tasks that just make you feel busy and productive mm-hmm. but aren't actually productive like scrolling instagram busy. for a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like scrolling yeah. instagram spending an hour in free facebook groups mm-hmm. um like just making pretty pinnable graphics mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. like if pinterest i mean like if pinterest is a core part of your marketing then go for it but yeah sometimes we can find ourselves just spending too much time on tasks that we either don't need to do, or we could delegate those to somebody else Absolutely. and get on yes. with the, the needle moving stuff. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Outsource that. Outsource those Pinterest yes. graphics, right? Yeah. 
Yes, like stop making the blog post graphics, outsource them to somebody else and get on with like the income generating activities. So since we're on that topic (laughs) of outsourcing, Mm -hmm. let's chat about that because you have been outsourcing, you said, Mm -hmm. since the beginning of your relaunched Mm -hmm. business. So how has that helped your business to grow easier and faster? That's a loaded question. Um, I know. <laughs> so I started working with a subcontractor. So um, mm-hmm. in a service-based business, a subcontractor is someone who helps you with the actual client work. Um, so they usually charge a lower rate than what their normal virtual assistant rates would be because they don't have the overhead of like finding the client and managing the client and marketing for the client. So it's, mm-hmm. it can be relatively inexpensive, inexpensive excuse me, to um, outsource to a subcontractor. So I, I decided to hire right away, even though I had the time to do everything, but I wanted to get them on board early on so that I could kind of train them for how I want things done. So that when I started to get mm-hmm. busier with, if I took on more clients or if I, you know, started the um, course creation stuff on the side, um, that I knew that my subcontractor could take care of things for me. And that's exactly what happened. Like um, I started outsourcing social media, caption writing and managing my social media for my clients. And it's pretty passive now. <laughs> like it's to the point where we have a really great groove going on. And I just check in once in a while. I write the reports and I, I send some strategy direction. Um, but otherwise it's gotten pretty easy. So that helped me a ton because it allowed me to make space to add in those extra streams of income. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I feel like outsourcing is just the biggest blessing. Mm-hmm. Like people who haven't outsourced yet, you do not know, know. what you're missing out on. <laughs> well, I think there's a misconception out there now that I've had a lot of conversations with other business owners of how much it costs. They just have mm-hmm. no idea how much it costs, right, to outsource. And it could be relatively yeah. small. You could start off small. So if you just have a budget every month of, you know, like put aside $200, $250 or even less, right? And just decide what are the things that you don't need to be doing, like you said, those busy tasks and start outsourcing for those first. It'll make room for other things and then more money too, right? So more money will start coming in when you start spending that time doing, going out and doing that money-making tasks, right? And then you can start growing that little by little because a lot of people have a hard time letting go as well of parts of their business, their baby. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's important to maybe just start with just a few little tasks that are easier to delegate for you and then kind of, you know, build that trust and get your groove and then just kind of scale from there. So to me, when you outsource, it's also an investment in your business, right? You're investing in the growth of your business and you'll start to see it pay off, um, you know, maybe not right away, but maybe a little bit later on, right? So it's something that I like to start early on because I know that I'm investing in my business and it's going to help me grow and hit my goals. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like you're also not just investing by outsourcing. You're not just investing in the growth of your business, but you're investing in your own peace mm-hmm. of mind. Yes. And you're giving yourself time back. I think that so many solopreneurs don't outsource or uh, resist outsourcing because they want to hold on to that money because they they say to themselves, this is a task that I can do myself. Mm-hmm. And it would just, it feels silly to pay someone money to do it right. instead of you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the time that you get back from outsourcing to somebody else is invaluable. You could spend that time with your family. You mm-hmm. can spend that time on more needle moving income growing mm-hmm. activities. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to yes. like cling so tightly to, you know, to the busybody tasks yeah. in business. 
that you're just used to doing. Yeah. And I think too, when you like measure the ROI of investing in, in a, mm-hmm. a subcontractor or outsourcing, you know, it can be measured in dollars or it can be measured in time. Right. So that time yeah. can be whatever is important to you. And yeah, like you said, like time with your family. So it's important for me to spend my afternoons when Zara gets home from, with her. And it's important for me to be able to build a business where I can take two weeks off. I'm going to Paris actually in two weeks and I've taken two whole weeks off. And, awesome. and I know that my business is still in great hands. I have a community manager and I have a subcontractor working with me right now. And I feel really confident that I've kind of created that foundation where I can just leave for 14 days and, you know, maybe check in once in a while, but hopefully not. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have, um, so I have a a few different subcontractors as part of my business, but, um, my inbox manager, I just love her to bits because I literally can spend days away from that inbox and I can come back and everyone has had replies and she's been helping people Mm -hmm. like customer service wise and she's organized things and she's flagged the things that need my attention and so on. And I just feel so much more, um, I know it's going to be a weird word to use, but I feel like protected, like Mm -hmm. my energy is protected because for me, emails are just like, I just hate emails basically. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely hate emails and I always have, and I think I probably always will. So, um, they can drain my energy a lot. And so for me, when I first started to outsource emails to a VA, it was like, I suddenly had so much more of my energy back that I could then put into more things. And it also made me feel much more light towards my business. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> that's how it made me feel. No, it will. It, I think it just in general reduces your stress too, right? So there's certain things in our for business sure. for all of us. Like we're not good at everything. We're not all good at marketing and financials and administrative. And and then of course the craft, whatever we're selling, right? So it's totally okay to outsource the things you don't love. And that makes sense because then you're giving yourself, like you said, more peace of mind. And I love that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I find that people think that finding a good VA is really hard. Mm. Do you, yes. do you hear that one? A yes, lot? I do. They just, yeah, don't know where to start um, looking for it for VAs. Yeah. The first place I always recommend is just ask for a referral. Like most of us are in some sort of networking group on Facebook or, you know, through programs like, like organize and automate. And chances are that someone like one of your peers is working with a great VA that they would give you an honest um, referral for. Right. So that's usually the first place I I Mm -hmm. would ask. Um, And then there's like tons of virtual assistant groups out there, but most of them are actually like a smart VA would be hanging out in groups where their ideal client is hanging out in. So like if you're a freelancing female, I'm just using an example of of one where I had um, a lot of VAs approach me there's a group called freelancing females and um, you know, it's just a bunch of women who are kind of in that same industry. So if you're, if you're fit in that industry, then there's chances are that there's going to be some VAs who are looking to work with you because you're their ideal client in there. So, um, so free Facebook groups are kind of a good way to go to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I, I really believe that finding a really good VA isn't that hard. It just kind of seems hard, Mm -hmm. especially if you maybe have worked with somebody, um, in the past that you haven't like had the Mm -hmm. most amazing experience with, but I promise you everyone listening, there are so many amazing VAs out there. Like when I, before I hired my inbox manager, the process that I went through, I ended up with three potential new VAs 
uh, who I was going to hop on calls with all on the same day. And they were all absolutely incredible people. Like I literally had such a hard time at the end of those calls Mm -hmm. deciding which person was right for me because they were all so talented. But yeah, if you guys are in, if anyone listening is a student in my course, Organize and Automate, there's a whole module on finding a BA Mm -hmm. and the process that you can go through to find one and onboard them and manage them. So go ahead and give that a listen. But Lindsay, if you could give like one more tip for finding a great VA Mm. or like working with a great VA, what would it be? So I think, you know, if you're looking for one, it's about being really clear about what you're looking for. So when I was Mm. hiring for my virtual assistant, I had a whole page on my website and I was very clear about who I was. I was like, I'm very direct. I'm like, I'm not mean. I'm like very direct. And I sometimes forget to say please, but I'm like, if you, you know, if we work well together as a team, you'll become part of my inner circle and I will hold on to you for forever. Right. And I was very Mm -hmm. clear about who I am. And then I was really clear about what I needed. So I kind of, you know, put a little few tests in some questionnaires, but I had a whole intake form that I used you know, and try to get an idea of their pricing and try to get an idea of like their availability and like, you know, if, is this long term for them? Right. So having that form, I think was really helpful because, you know, it scared away the ones that wouldn't be a good fit and it attracted the ones yeah. that would be a great fit. And then working together, I think just having a really strong communication foundation. So like, how do we communicate with each other? You know, what are our boundaries? Like, I don't want to be like, you know, if I email you on a Sunday, like I don't expect you to respond, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So having those boundaries in place and then having a really great project management foundation too, which we know, all know we all love Asana. Um, so that's what I teach yeah. my students as well to use. And to, so to use that to make sure that you're always on the same page and that just really helps set expectations for me and for my VA, right? So my VA setting expectations of when they can get things done. And uh, so we use that tool together, which is super, super helpful. And it just, you know, communication is key. Yeah, it 100% is. And like you said, being really clear with what you want Mm -hmm. up front and asking them to fill out a form or just like sending them a few questions to to answer before you hop on calls with them. It's something that I teach inside of Organize and Automate because... I I really believe that like sometimes people can be a little bit hesitant to hop on calls when they're hiring people because they feel like, well, if this person isn't right for me, it's a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. But like Lindsay just said, if you have vetted them before the free consultation, so you've asked them you know, a few questions and you've received their answers, you can kind of eliminate the ones who aren't quite a good fit mm-hmm. for you and just hop on calls with the ones who are like, oh my goodness, this person totally gets what I need Mm -hmm. and what I want. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely something to do. Yes. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. One of the questions that I ask, I don't know whether it's like a weird one, but um, one of the questions that I ask is like, if they know their personality type, what is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I ask like, um, if they know like their Myers-Briggs type or their Enneagram type, Mm -hmm. um, just because for certain roles, I... I feel like I I know the types quite well and I know like what type of person I want for a specific kind of role in my business. Mm-hmm. And so I just find it like an interesting question to throw in there and just see what I get back. Yeah, and no. It just gives me a little bit of insight into the kind of people that they are. No, that's a great idea. One of my friends who is was is like an HR specialist, I asked her for some input and she suggested the test where you have the different colors. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the red and the yellow yeah. and there's sort of four colors 
dollars, I think. And she said, that's a really great one as well. So yeah, it's totally a good idea to do that. Yeah. I know exactly what test you're talking yes. about, but I can't think yeah. of the name, but guys, um, it is mentioned in, I think it's episode three okay. of the simple business show. There's an interview that I did with a brand designer from Pinegate Road. And she mentions that the name of that okay, inside the episode. So go and check out episode three. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So to wrap things up, what is your definition of a simple business? Oh, it's, um, I think number one, my stress is very low <laughs> in general. Yeah. I don't mind doing work because I enjoy it. I just want to make sure that it doesn't get in the way of the things that are the most important to me. So, which include my daughter, right? And I want yeah. to be able to make money. Like, let's be honest, we are all trying to make money here. I want to make mm -hmm. money to suit the lifestyle that I want to live. And that includes travel with my daughter. It includes, you know, like simple things, but also some of the finer things in life, good food, <laughs> good company, good yeah. trips, you know, that kind of thing. And I want that, I want my business to support that lifestyle. And I want, yeah, I just want it to be simplified, you know, where I have a good team and good systems in place that um, support my business and support the things that I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what it's all about, really. Mm -hmm. We we created our businesses so that we could create the lifestyles mm -hmm. that we've always dreamed of. Right. Lifestyles of travel or lifestyles of like starting families or whatever yes. it is. And so I think that a simple a simple business should be able to give you not only the finances, but the time mm -hmm. to enjoy the things that you get to create yes, from absolutely. your business, yeah. the lifestyle that you get to create. Yeah. And I definitely have been in that spot where like, I'm just too busy to enjoy it. Right. <laughs> so I mm -hmm. never want to go back there again. And that's kind of why, you know, where I was before. And that's, what's so different about this time. So I'm excited. Did you hit like, um, did you ever hit like a low point in that time? Yeah. So I actually, where you just like awakened to what was happening. Yeah. Well, I actually got a really bad knee injury. I tore my ACL playing volleyball oh, no. and I was in a really bad shape for a while. Um, and then followed by surgery, which put me back in bad shape. So I was at a really low point for like a solid three, four months. You know, I, I wasn't wow. feeling my best. Um, my mental wellness wasn't its best. And I hadn't set my business up where I could take those days to like be okay, you know, to, to just like focus on my health and wellness. So I was pushing through sitting in my bed with a bruised knee and, you know, elevated knee, can't even get out of bed and trying to finish coursework or sorry, uh, client work. And I just wasn't set up. Right. So this time around I was, um, I was, you know, making sure that if something like that ever were to happen again, then I could focus on my health first and the things that were important to me. And that had a lot yeah. to do with outsourcing and getting that team on board early on. Yeah, no, I know exactly mm -hmm. what you mean. One of the big blessings that I, well, I mean, I say blessing, but I mean, it's like, we all worked to make yeah. our businesses the way that they are. We didn't just get blessed. Yeah. Um, like one of the, um, one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for with having a simple, a simpler business, not a business that, you know, I have to run around like a crazy person mm -hmm. for, is that, yeah, like you said, when, when I need those days, where, or weeks where I'm just not very well, or I'm just feeling really low. Um, there have definitely been like points in my life where I've struggled with depression and, mm -hmm. and anxiety mm -hmm. and just needed to take time away from my business and still have it run <laughs> and not completely crash around me. But I've needed to just like have 
duvet days and just have days where I don't switch on my laptop Mm -hmm. and I just go for walks in nature. And if you have a simplified business with systems in place and processes in place and um, a virtual assistant, like we've talked Mm -hmm. about, who can help with the load, then it makes it much easier for you to take the necessary time off when you need it. Yes. Yeah. And that's hard when you're a solopreneur, when, you know, like yeah. you, you don't get sick days like you do in, you know, a nine to five mm-hmm. job. It's hard to, to kind of say like, okay, like I'm at a bad point. I need to take this time off. Right. So prepare, like prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Yeah. And I think this is when these, these are those times when everything that we've discussed in this episode mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. So not only having systems and processes in place in your business, so that it just doesn't feel like it's crashing down around Mm -hmm. you. And not only having a VA who can help with the workload, but also going right back to the start of the episode Mm -hmm. when we spoke about creating extra um, income sources that are like digital products and not services. Mm -hmm. Those really come in handy when you need time off. Oh, 100%. Even recently, I've I've had just some challenges and, you know, I've been very open with my students about them and they've been so supportive and, you know, had my business not been set up the way it is where I just have the course material ready to go. And, you know, I, they would feel like really, um, you know, left out. <laughs> and, um, but they've been yeah. very understanding. One of them even sent me a Starbucks card and be like, I know you need this pick me up. So here you go. Like they've just been Aww. amazing. So yeah. So it's been good. That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. So lastly, I'm sure people would love to learn more about you. Mm. So where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram. <laughs> That's my favorite place on the internet to hang out. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay and co. So Lindsay with an A Y. Um, and, uh, my, my fate or sorry, my website is lindsayandco.ca. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for spending yes. some time with me today and having this, this chat. I feel like it was long overdue. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Anyone- yeah for anyone who doesn't know like Lindsay has been one of my students since the very <laughs> beginning of organizing yeah. Automate <laughs> well I was telling Nisha this was the first pro, uh, course I purchased like ever and it was at the very beginning because I started out doing Squarespace website design in my virtual assistant business ah. and uh, so this was like the first and the most powerful course that I took, I think, because like I said, I still refer to it even today. And some of the things I've learned have been able to transfer into, you know, this, this business that I'm in now, as well as like, you know, teach some of the tips that you teach to my own students, which makes me a better coach. So thank you so much, Nisha. I appreciate everything you've shared with us. Yeah, you're like, you're like one of my favorite students. You're always like (laughs) repping the course on Instagram. And I'm like, yes, Yes, I love this. Always, always, always. (laughs) So I appreciate you. And I really appreciate that you've taken the time out to talk today. So it's been fun. Yes, thank you so much, Nisha. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it. This is my first podcast too. So (laughs) you're a lot of first for me. First podcast interview. Yeah. And you completely winged it as well with no questions beforehand. So you did very well. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah. You totally deserve to go and treat yourself to one of those um Starbucks that you're I have one in my hand right student. now. I picked yes, it up right before I came, so we're good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Great minds think alike. Right, yes. <laughs> well, thank you anyway for, for chatting. Yes, thank you, Nisha. Have a great day. You too. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it 
if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.